Hey there, it's Ozzy here, just jumping on quickly before the main podcast episode in full. Um, I just need to tell you that I recorded this episode about a week ago. It's the 12th of September today. I recorded it back on the 6th of September. And it's been sitting there waiting for me to edit it. Yeah, I do edit these things. You should hear them before I get I chop them down a bit. Um, but uh, I, I haven't been avoiding editing it. I haven't been trying to uh, postpone things or anything of that sort. It's just simply I've had a heck of a lot on with my video course project, which I've mentioned before, and indeed I do mention in, in this episode. I will be mentioning it again in future episodes. I'm fully aware that this is not here to promote my video course. This uh, this podcast is not for that purpose. I'm just informing you that that's what I've been doing. But uh, I will be making offers on that in the future. Um, so um, keep your eye out that, uh, for that as well. I also make mention at the end of this podcast of something that I'm doing that could well be useful to you if you are uh, like a lot of listeners to this podcast, just starting out in business yourself. And when you're starting out in business, you do need to keep your costs down, but you also want to promote yourself. So there's a little bit about that at the end there. So with, once again, apologies for the delay in getting this out there. I'm going to try and get another one out today, incidentally. But with apologies for the delay in getting this out to you, and without further ado, I'm going to hand over to myself, the other side of this music. I'll see you there. Hey there, and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com. Well, it's Wednesday, I think. I think it's the 6th of August. No, 6th of September, what am I talking about? Yes, yeah, 6th of September, 2017. Oh, and we're being joined by somebody. I'll just go through the gate here. Jack, come along. Yes, it's Wednesday the 6th of September, 2017. And it's an absolutely stunning day here. When I set out with Jack, I'm walking with Jack, my little Jack Russell, as I sometimes do on these podcasts. When I set out, it was quite chilly and overcast, so I put on a jacket. Now I'm wishing that I'd sort of waited half an hour or so before setting out, because it is warm. It is warm, a lot warmer than the, the forecast said it was going to be. Anyway, we're up here at our allotment, and it will soon be time to put it to bed for the winter, uh, do all the tidying up jobs that need doing. There's still some pickings to be had, a lot of raspberries still to come, still some cucumbers, courgettes, zucchini you might call them, where you are, and uh, yeah, the flowers are still looking good as well. But, uh, but yes, uh, we're up here. Uh, just for a stroll around, it's one of Jack's favourite places to come. And I realise again, it's an awfully long time, uh, and I apologise, it's an awfully long time since I last recorded one of these sessions, but I uh, hope I can make up for it uh, this morning. I want to talk about, as it happens, I want to talk about self-doubt. Uh, 
and two different takes on it really. Over the last uh, few weeks, months even, I've been busy uh, putting together a program, um, a course. Um, I've taught, if you're a regular listener, you've, you've heard me talk about it several times. Uh, yeah, I've been putting together a course on video making. Something that, well, actually it's what I, I make my living at. And uh, I've been putting together this course that is designed for people who, rather like me, are, are non-techie. Um, I, uh, I confess I, I'm turned off by tech. It doesn't interest me and therefore if it doesn't interest me, I, I don't find it easy to learn. I, I was always that way at school, much to despair of my teachers. If, if I didn't find it interesting, I, I, I found it very difficult to, to retain the information. And I'm sort of like that with, with tech. I tend to glaze over, <laughs> particularly it's quite funny when our two sons are over and uh, they're both very techy indeed, well, compared to me anyway, and, uh, and they have conversations that neither Carol nor I understand a word of um, but we just smile at each other and, and we're just delighted that they're happy chatting away to each other but yeah I've been uh, building this course and there have been times during this I mean I, I when I started out I started it where are we now we're in September now and I started it, I think back in March and I thought yeah probably four to six weeks I'll have this all cracked done and dusted exactly as I want it and now it's taken six months to get to here now don't get me wrong, I haven't been doing solely that all the time. Obviously, I've been doing my work for clients and all that sort of stuff, but it's taken way longer, four or five times longer than I, than I anticipated when I, when I set out. And a lot of that, a lot of that has been born out of self-doubt. And it's something that on occasion seems, uh, seems to, to grow the older you get. I don't know, uh, maybe, that, maybe that's just me. But uh, I can tell you that most of the time, every time I've completed a stage, I've got people to check it, ask people to check this. In, in the past, I'd have just said, yeah, that's good enough, let's go. But I've been getting people to check. And fortunately, in the main, people have come back and been very positive in, indeed in their feedback. So um, while it was nice to have that feedback, it also told me to a degree that maybe I was sort of adding extra steps in that didn't need adding uh, because all of that delays the process as well. But um, it's, it's a fact of life that, uh, for me at least, that self-doubt creeps in. Now, I, I take solace in the fact that I read recently, uh, and forgive me, I don't have the, the source here, but it was some eminent research by uh, a top university that said that it tends to be, and, and please don't, don't think for one minute I'm not telling you this because I, I think it applies to me, but it tends to be that... Uh, the more intelligent people are the ones who are more prone to self-doubt, where the, the less smart, it never crosses their mind <laughs> to, to doubt themselves. And so, so I kid myself that I obviously must be very smart because I doubt myself all the time on this stuff. But hey, look, listen, George Carlin, I, that reminds me of a thing that George Carlin, I think it was George Carlin said. He said, just think for a minute how stupid the average person is. And then he said, now just think that half the population is even more stupid than that. <laughs> and, and, you know, I can see that to a degree. I can understand that. It, it's, it's quite often when you're out and about that uh, 
or when you're in a conversation or even when you get into a discussion with somebody it's those who hold their views most vehemently and adamantly and 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 express those views and will not be swayed they're quite often the ones that maybe you think well you know just take a step back a bit because you're not actually qualified to to have an opinion even on this (laughs) but uh but hey that's that's me probably being just a little bit mean but self-doubt is uh it, it can it can crush your dreams if you if you're not careful it can deflect you from what's important it can stop you from progressing and if anything progress is 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 what you need particularly particularly when you when you step out into your own into your own world when you when you leave the corporate world when you when you decide that hey this is it i am it you have to be making progress because if you're not making progress no progress is made because it all comes down to you so do beware beware of self-doubt however however i'm going to temper that with a a tale of something else um, relating to self-doubt i suppose or being critical rather than self-doubt making sure that you're 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 thinking critically how about that would that be better one of the things that nobody tells you about getting old is it changes how you sleep now let me explain quite often i don't know i don't know if this applies to 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 you uh but when you're in your shall we say younger adulthood um getting to sleep itself can sometimes be a problem actually getting to sleep because you're still buzzing from the day you've had the excitement at work or an evening out or whatever so actually getting to sleep in the first instance can be a problem but normally when you're asleep yeah you're good that's it as you get older and it's something that they, they don't well, they certainly didn't warn me of the actual getting to sleep bit isn't a problem or in the main it's not a problem normally i can get to sleep and within minutes of my head hitting the pillow i'm awake trouble is that probably within an hour or two i'm awake again and uh, <laughs> and that's it for several hours i'll lie awake thinking or what passes for thinking and and it's the most ridiculous things you know those two o'clock thoughts those 2 a.m thoughts the ones that during the day you would not even bother with you wouldn't consider but it's it's those thoughts that sort of fill your head sorry you can probably hear a rustling it's me getting some treats out of my pocket for jack to try and keep him calm while i talk to you um see he he gets uh, a little bit teshy at these times in fact we're going to move on now but back to it there's those two o'clock thoughts that go round and round inside your head and you never resolve anything do you at those those early hours in the morning but for some reason a couple of nights ago a memory came flooding back from at least 40 years ago and it's something that i hadn't thought of literally hadn't thought of since the the time it had happened now there's something you you probably should know about life here in the UK, because most of my listeners don't uh, don't live here in the UK. So I'll tell you this: over here, you can drink alcohol legally from the age of 18. You can go into a pub, a bar, a restaurant, or whatever, and, and buy alcohol and drink it from the age of 18. I know it's later than that in most countries. So I was quite a young chap when this happened. Uh, I know it was before I was 20 because I left home at 20. And I was still living. When I say home, I was uh, living with my parents up in in the Midlands. 
and uh, I was on a night out with the boys and uh, we'd been into Nottingham, you know, where Robin Hood was and all that sort of stuff. That was fairly near to where I lived and we'd had a very good night out. And there was one, one of the lads who was sort of on the periphery of our group, if, if you like, but he, um, he used to, shall we say, imbibe to excess. He, he, he wasn't a violent drunk, he wasn't a nasty drunk, he was an irritating drunk. I, listen, I haven't had a drink now, uh, and I don't say this any, out of any uh, uh, moral uh, certitude or anything. Certitude, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. I'm not taking a moral position on this, but I haven't had a drink now for over 15 years, purely because it started to make me feel ill, and so I stopped. I stopped. Um, going through another gate here, you'll probably hear the, the lock if I can find the key and I can tell you there is nothing more dreary than being at a party stone-cold sober with a lot of people who've uh, had a few drinks around you there is nothing more dull than a drunk um, it's incredible I thought it was the other way around when I used to drink I used to think it was the sober people <laughs> but who were who were dull and dreary and not uh, and not entertaining quite the reverse anyway so that's that's uh, that's me getting all uh, above myself. But anyway, as I say, we'd all had a, a few drinks, but uh, the, we'll call him Jake, shall we? Jake. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever known a Jake. If if your name is Jake, and I do know you, I apologise, but uh, I can't remember having known a Jake. So we can call him Jake, and not risk offending the persons involved. Um, Jake had, as usual, drunk to excess, drunk to the point where he could barely walk and it was the end of the evening and we were on the bus home and uh, he lived several I mean he, his stop was many miles before my stop and we we approached his stop and again I'll, I'll tell you about this if you if you're not in the UK uh, we have double-decker buses here we were on the ground floor of the double-decker bus thankfully Jake would have never made it up the steps but it was a type of bus that had, uh, the door was by the driver and it was a wide door and there was uh, a sort of bar separating the entry so that people getting off the bus would get off one side of the bar and people getting on the bus would uh, get on the other side, uh, you know, sort of mount by the other side. As I helped Jake steadily down to the front of the bus, we got to the door and the driver pulled up and Jake was hanging on to this pole, this, this bar. And as the driver opened the door, Jake sort of swung around on this pole and was, was kind of hanging, you know, um, Olympic swimmers, backstroke swimmers, <laughs> when they start the race, they're hanging onto this, this bar, albeit a horizontal bar, and this was a vertical bar, they're hanging onto this bar and they're, they're sort of in a crouched position with their feet up against the wall and they spring off. Well, well Jake was in this sort of crouched position as well with his feet on the edge of the bus. And I could see what was gonna happen. Anyway, I, I sort of reached out to Jake to support him. And as I reached out, as my arm extended, Jake let go of the bar and he shot back. I can see it now, there was this sort of parabola. He shot back off the bus, backwards into somebody's hedge in their front garden. And there he was. And as soon as that happened, as soon as that happened, the driver slammed the door shut, 
and sped off. Now, I'm guessing because he didn't want to get involved in anything or anything of that sort. And I sort of said, well, what did you want to do that for? And, and I could see through the back of the bus that Jake was sort of moving around and he was, he was okay. I mean, he, he was, do they call it the ragdoll effect <laughs> when people are so, so drunk they don't hurt themselves? Well, it was sort of like that with Jake. So I knew Jake would be okay and he'd eventually find himself his way home. But as I walked back down the bus, Several people on the bus started to really have a go at me. Really have a go at me about how dreadful I'd been. I, I'd been there helping him down the bus. I'd been there trying to support him. And they really laid into me about how awful I'd been and why I'd done that. And it was only then that I realised that what they'd seen is when my arm reached out was me sort of throwing Jake from the bus, ejecting Jake from the bus. I mean, it was quite the reverse of what happened. And I knew there was no point in arguing with them because they'd seen it. They were convinced of what they'd seen. And <laughs> this thought came back to me, as I say, the other, the other night as I lay awake, this thought came back to me and I thought, well, how different my life could have been if Jake actually had been injured? What if he'd hit his head and something awful had happened. I would have been no doubt charged with his assault, or even worse, and there'd be a bus full of witnesses prepared to swear what they'd seen was me doing exactly that. Sorry, it may get noisy now for a while. I hope you still hear me. We're back on the road. And life could be so much different for me now. I know what happened. I wouldn't be telling you the story if I, <laughs> if I wasn't uh, sure of what had happened. I know what happened. Equally, everybody else on that bus were convinced that they knew what had happened. And self-doubt wouldn't have entered into it, would it? Because they would have convinced each other as well what they saw. They would have shored each other's story up. So it would have been me against them. And Jake, bless him, well, he was in no state to remember what had happened. But. Uh, Hiya. So it's one of the weird things about uh, recording these podcasts when I'm out and about, when I see people walking and meet people walking, and they're seeing this chap that's walking along with his dog, talking to himself as though he's having a conversation. They must be ready. And again, you see, that's, that's another thing about perceptions. They must be thinking I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be carted off by the men in white coats. Maybe I am. But yes, going back to it, you see, that is a prime example of when, I'll call it self-doubt for now, but really I'm talking about, gosh, sorry about that, there's a wagon passing. I'll call it self-doubt for now, but really I'm talking about thinking critically, exploring, not, not trusting what you see, not trusting what you hear, inquiring a little bit more about what are the possibilities about it. It's actually a good thing. It's actually a good thing because that way, it will lead you to a truth. It will lead you to a truth that is missed by many. There are things that are received wisdom and they're anything but wise. They receive stupidity. And don't, don't, be, don't be shackled by that received wisdom. Don't, uh, don't fall into that trap. Hi there, sorry, I'd, I'd have walked on there <laughs> to apologize.
So that was another interruption where we uh, met, met a little dog there. And uh, I'm trying to pick up my thread again. So self-doubt or self-examination, self-inquiry or being inquisitive and critical about your thoughts, your actions, what you should do, is not always necessarily a bad thing. But if you get too wrapped up in it, too introspective in it, it can stifle your creativity. It can stifle your progress. And remember, you're the only one that's going to make progress. Nobody else is going to make progress for you. But you can also console yourself with the knowledge that uh, those guys that do the research, the really clever guys, have concluded that if you do suffer from self-doubt, you're probably smarter than the average person out there. So that's no bad thing. Thank you so much indeed for listening. If you've enjoyed this, please tell your friends about it. Head over to iTunes, subscribe. That way you're not going to miss another episode. And while you're there, leave me a review. Leave me a bunch of stars. I'd really appreciate that because that helps this podcast rise in the rankings and helps it get found by more people, people just like you. Oh, and one more thing. Um, I need to tell you not only about the, the, uh, the course that I'm launching, which will be pretty soon, so listen out for that. I'll be giving you details on that and telling you about uh, an early bird offer that I've got going on. I've, I've talked to my, uh, my people and uh, we've agreed an early bird offer on this, which is, uh, <laughs> is going to be... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really excited about it. Uh, but I'll tell you about that. But I also want to tell you uh, about another little thing I've got. If you have your own business and you're wanting to promote it with branding videos or videos that uh, just get out a message about your business. Videos that, just little short things that you can use, sort of six to 10 seconds, maybe 15 seconds long. I've got an amazing, an amazing offer in my video business at the moment. Now, obviously the, the purpose of this podcast is not to promote my video business, but I'm aware that you're probably starting out in your own business and you need this sort of stuff and you need it cheaply you need high quality stuff cheaply and i've got an offer that will do just that so listen out in the next podcast and i'll tell you about that okay i've been ozier founder of whensmytime.com i'm here to tell you your time is now